0: Welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly Monica Toby. Someone who has zero credibility in the podcast world but is trying to make it big. This podcast is for talking about everything under the sun with my friends, relationships, eating, working out, and really anything else you can think of. Please come along for the adventure. That will probably make you laugh and cringe the entire time. What is up, guys? Um, yeah. What's going on? I feel like. For some reason, it feels like it's been a while since the last time we did one of these, but really, it's just been the classic week. Um, So today, this week, we're mixing it up, um, and we're doing something a little bit special for the last episode of season one of Put a Cork in It. Um, Man, it feels crazy to think about the fact that this all started in oh my gosh, I don't even know. I think April even, maybe May, but it all started out as, um, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but it all started out as my friend Lance, who was my first guest, um, kind of giving me a hard time in a harmless way about how I would never do a podcast. I keep talking about it, but I would never do it. And I got, you know, a little bit upset and was like, you know what, I'm going to make a whole schedule, Lance is going to come over and we're going to record this podcast. And that's how it all started. And I kind of fell in love with um, talking to my friends in a really organized, sometimes organized way, um, and producing something that other people can enjoy. Um, and it's just been really, really fun. And it has made this summer so fun. And so I Thinking it over, we're going to end the season with 14 episodes. This will be the last one today. Um, And then we're going to come back with a season two after a bit of a hiatus. Um, And to go back to what we're doing this episode, I have um, picked out my favorite portion of every podcast I've ever done with people that I've interviewed. And, oh my gosh, it has been hilarious to listen back to all these podcasts, especially the first couple. I mean, it's hilarious and fun. And so I'm just kind of going to um, play for you guys the clip that I selected and then do a little commentary on what's funny about it, what I like about it. Um, there wasn't really any qualifications. Whoa. <clears throat> there wasn't any qualifications. Um Other than if it was funny or really well said and yeah, it was just kind of what I liked best out of each podcast and so I'm excited to highlight all of my friends again Um, and it's just been a fun walk through memory lane of my podcast journey. So first up is Lance, um, my friend from college and so we're going to listen to his excerpt and then we will take it back. So Lance, maybe tell me like your scale of what's too much, what's appropriate on, let's take it to the gram.
1: Yeah, I have no clue what, for how much people use it.
0: Well, I'm talking about like... Because
1: I've never had an Instagram. Okay, okay, okay. Just, so
0: let me throw out a scenario okay. for you. You have a girl, hmm, let me think about this. <laughs> like, what if you had a girl posting once a day? A lot. Okay, good. Glad we found some groundwork. Okay, so the reason this is so funny is because I brought Lance on to talk about social media and texting and relationships, only to realize very soon into the interview because of this clip that Lance has zero experience with Instagram because the man didn't have one, hasn't had one ever. So he's like, I don't know how much is too much on Instagram because I've never had one and like i said this happened so early on the podcast that there was really no going back just because we were already in a flow and this was my first one so i didn't even think that was an option to stop and restart or whatever and so it just makes me laugh that lance was so down to talk about something that he really didn't know that much about um i just think it's hilarious so shout out to Lance for being willing to do that. Um, such a funny interview of just talking about things that are so objective, like you, there really are no rules for how much you can post or what type of texting is appropriate, but it was so fun to rack um, Lance's brain about that. But yes, this is classic beginner podcast stuff, I guess, of not really thinking about If your guest is actually able to talk about the subject, you know, that's probably something important that I should have considered, but alas, I did not. Um, So now we are going to be moving on to the second podcast that I did. So the first one was called The Pilot um, with Lance, and this one was called um, Is That Allowed with Anna, where we were talking about, um, is it okay for girls to make the first move? So this is my favorite part of the podcast, I think mostly because it's just hilarious and really expresses Anna's quirkiness and my quirkiness together. So let's listen to it. What do you think, like, gave you the confidence to tell men your feelings first instead of waiting around for them to, you know say their feelings first. I mean, I feel like maybe I should insert the crush theory in this right now, the three tiers. Are you going to? I think I am. It feels right. So I feel like what Anna, by Anna making the first move on men, she avoids the crush theory, which is tier one. It's kind of like a one-sided crush. Basically, you think the boy or you think the girl is cute. You know nothing about how they feel about you. Tier two. Um, the feelings are you kind of are vibing with each other, but nothing's really happening. Like you're not communicating on any form of social media, or communicating other than when you see each other. Maybe a little flirty encounter every once in a while. Dare I say a wink if you're that type of person. (laughs) And then the an eyebrow raise, an eyebrow raise, a shrug of the shoulder. I don't really know what that is. A brush of the hand (laughs) (laughs) and. (laughs) A of I don't know. I just What went- kind of stuff are you doing at <laughs> tier two? All right. Alright, shut me. it. Okay. I need to finish. And then tier three is whoa, tier three. <laughs> tier three is when you um are like texting, you're not like it's kind of like the thing stage, and I'm putting that in parentheses. The thing stage where you're like talking every once in a while. You clearly both like each other but you're not making any official moves to date or go on dates or whatever. So, well, I love this clip because it does explain the crush theory, which is something I'm really proud of. But I think the thing that's most iconic is Anna saying a little twist of the hips as a flirtatious thing to do. And I know that may not seem like really something critical to bring out of that podcast cuz it was a good one but holy crap i was laughing so hard and it was so funny for anna to say that in the most like sheepish way um and just how upset i was that she interrupted my flow of explaining the crush theory i mean i literally said like pipe down or something or be quiet let me finish which is a little <laughs> a little dramatic Um, so that was just an iconic moment because Anna was being 200% herself, um, for a whole audience to listen to. Um, and also, you know, the crush theory is something I just think is so legit. And until someone like a scientist or something, researcher or statistician tells me I'm wrong, I'm going to keep saying it's fact and that'll be that. So let's move on to another iconic cast with Michael Archibald. Um, And this one's hilarious. It's called, I don't want to mess it up because I was really proud of the name. It's called McDouble's 5K's in Marriage. Um, And Michael, as a lot of you listeners know, is a huge personality. So re-listening to this one, I literally was dying laughing. I just couldn't handle it. So this is my favorite point with Michael, um, where he calls me out for trying to figure out my type of man, Um, and it's just embarrassing, but also just so hilarious, and I love when people call me out on my just dumb ways of thinking, so here we go. And you've been making
2: a lot of good progress, Monica. This year, They're just like you're thinking it through type things. You also, Monica also told me a few weeks ago <laughs> that she's into skater boys, and then she said she's into motorcycle guys. <laughs> like, what's like now? He's got to have you know he's to play the flute or something. Like, I okay, mean, okay, like, Explain to the people. So mm.
0: basically, what happened was I was tr- I've been trying to figure out my type, mm. which has been kind of <laughs> difficult because I don't really know yeah. so then every time an idea would pop into my mind I would text Michael just because he's always, Michael knows me very well and he's also my guy friend so I feel like he would know you know yeah. for roughly what type of guy right, I would right, go well right. with so I saw this guy on a skateboard and <laughs> I was like oh wow he's cute but then Michael took it as far as to say you know does that mean you're into skaters like Long black hair, and I, like okay, eyeliner, not all and a have, flat okay, top. No, I
2: never said like I just <laughs> no. Not every skater is like that. I used to skate when I was eight and nine, like very seriously. Come on, Did you actually? Yeah, so I fell off, got a concussion. My mom made me stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's like yeah, no. I, I I took it as like you're into the the bad boys, the risky ones. Like, sure. like I'm gonna take it. Like I think you even said it wasn't the skateboard itself. I was like, okay, let's take a random boy and put him on a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just, I think you're just like the yeah, like the fact that it's a little riskier. Uh-huh. edgy yeah like.
0: yeah i think you're right
2: like the motorcycle thing too the though.
0: motorcycle thing threw me off for a little bit.
2: would you ride one if a guy came up and asked you to get in the back of
0: it i feel like i would i couldn't i couldn't not yeah okay so everything about this little clip is ridiculous the way that i described a skater boy literally describing a skater boy from like the 90s and then michael sharing that he got a concussion from skating and trying to like almost flex on his skating experience. I mean, the whole thing is just over the top. Um, But I do think that this was hilarious because I kind of forgot that I was really into boys who skateboarded. Like, I don't even remember thinking that very much. So this was iconic in the fact that, wow, I realized that I'm not sure I have a type. Um, Later on the podcast, Michael calls me out yet again for liking jocks, but that's that's just a whole nother thing. So, I just think that I love the banter here. This was a classic Monica-Michael banter that I love and miss terribly now that we um, don't live in the same um, town. So, yeah, I just love the way that this so displayed our relationship and... Gosh. I mean, it's embarrassing. And to bring up the question again, I do think that I would get on a motorcycle with somebody. I do. I think I had to know, obviously, their background, which I said in the podcast. But yeah, I think I would. I mean, you can't say no to that. You know, I feel like it's similar to um, skydiving. Like if someone offered you to go skydiving and like there was a plan and everything, you'd have to go. I, I kind of equate the two, which might be a little extreme, but hey. So we're three podcasts in in our little review. Um and I hope everyone's doing okay. Stick in there. Um sorry, stay in there is maybe what I meant to say. Um we are going to travel into the fourth podcast of the season. Um, and this is called um, How to Summer Fling, I believe, with my two housemates Rebecca and Miranda. And this was such a good one. And this one could have gone for two hours, for sure. Um, Mostly because we had so much content. There was so much untapped content with the theme or concept of Summer Flings. I just felt like everyone's minds were really flowing with ideas that were really sound. But I think this is the part of the podcast that blew my mind. Uh, I felt like we hit the jackpot with understanding summer flanks so i'm not going to ruin it and we're just going to tune in right now
1: i feel like in the summer you're more naturally flirty so to speak and so like you just connect wow see i don't people. know if i agree do why? you feel like
0: you're more flirty in this summer
1: well i want to know why miranda thinks she is do you think everyone is or just you? yeah personally? i think everyone is because you're having fun and you're outside wow. and you like the sun everyone's like tan and wearing like tank tops and whatever, you know. Yeah, you're just right. Playing around, and you're naturally more flirty. I think. I
0: feel like this brings up. Do you have a flirty season? Like, do you feel <laughs> like there's a season where you're more <laughs> well, flirty,
1: Rebecca? I feel like
0: summer flings might be the opposite of cuffing season. Mm. Where cuffing season is, like, uh, oh, you need someone to, like, hunker down for the holidays, get your nice snuggles in. The group pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Like, Like, that's, like, way more serious where summer fling, there's not a huge, like, family holiday, except for 4th of July, maybe. I don't know. Some feel that way. (laughs) Um, There's not really, like, a holiday. You're not really trying to, like cuddle and watch a movie inside because it's gonna get dark until like 10pm right right so it's just like a different it's just different it's kind of the opposite I feel like yeah I feel like that's a good point that was a really good point of just it being opposite it's not even the same thing really at all because when you're in cuffing season you're looking for a commitment correct mm-hmm. when in summer fling you're like I'm just here for the summer and then I'm out mm-hmm. you know I'm a bounce but back to my question because I'm really curious do you feel like you have a specific flirty month Or a specific, like... I don't know. Historically, I'm much more flirty during the summer. Mm. See, I would say for me, more of a fall. But that's kind of like
1: fresh, like back to school. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. Before
0: school gets serious. So technically, it's a summer
1: fall, for
0: sure. Yeah. So I'm not sure if everyone picked up on what I'm talking about in the mind blowing statement that was made here. But Rebecca says that cuffing season in the end of fall winter is the opposite of summer flings. And it was like this moment of, whoa, how did we not realize this before? Wow, makes sense. That's why summer flings happen. And I love how Miranda was so like, everyone's more flirty in the summer, you know? And then that got me thinking, oh my gosh, Do people have seasons where they're more flirtatious with people? Because I feel like that might be true. So this was just hilarious. I mean, I loved how we were so seriously breaking down and analyzing the already ambiguous idea of summer flings. Um, I just think that that... I love friends that can get down with making something so serious and analytical that we know really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things but are so down to just have fun with it. And yeah, I mean, that's just like so fun. And yeah, I honestly think practical. So also, I still think my most flirty month is the fall. But they are right, it may be more in the earlier fall. So I don't I don't really know. But what an icon, I mean, I feel like I'm gonna say iconic about every single moment that I have some commentary on. But what a just a good combo with those two. Love it. Okay, so moving on to um, the sixth or fifth podcast, sorry, um, is with JT Brown and Jackson Williamson, an iconic duo, dynamic duo, whatever you want to call them. And this was the first time that I'd interviewed someone over FaceTime, which was a horrible route to go to. Um, the connection was horrible. The audio is crap, um, but the conversation was so good, so good, and so there are so many moments I could have picked out of this. This one was really hard to pick just one, um, but I picked one that, again, exposes me, um, for what I apparently did at the beginning of the podcast that JT did not bring up until the very end, classic, so here we go, we're gonna tune into this one together, um, I guess just be prepared for me to be made fun of and get embarrassed. So here we go. Um,
3: And, Mana, I do love what you said said at the beginning of this podcast, which kind of felt like a friend zone again, but it's fine. Uh, You said you and I were destined to be friends. Uh, (laughs) Other than that, bro, that was low-key a shot right at your
0: face. Oh, my Um, gosh. I didn't even mean it like that. That (laughs) is so funny.
3: So, I mean, Miami has been better in that area, except for every once in a while you get that girl who's like, you know what, we were destined to be friends.
0: Oh, my gosh. I cannot. (laughs) So this is very on brand for me, for sure, is to say something like that and not think anything of it. But the phrase destined to be friends is quite (laughs) literally... I don't even think anyone says that, even if you're talking about, like, your best friend. I just think that's so dramatic, and I can't believe I said that about JT. Good grief. Okay, but so funny. I love how um, Jackson is like, yeah, man, you just got grilled. Love, uh, yet again, the banter, um, how it exposes, how we can all make fun of each other and it'd be fine, Um, and classic JT turning my questions about, you know... Are there more girls at Miami since you transferred that you were more interested in? Like classic turning him turning it back on me and making a joke at my expense. So there you go. You get a true taste of JT's personality as well. Um, But yeah, just like a fun time with these two. Sheesh. I laughed so hard before, during, and after we recorded this. Um, But yeah, also friend zoning people by accident, on purpose, not knowing, you know, a very monism, if you will. Maybe a New Year's resolution for me or new new school year. Okay, moving on to the sixth podcast with my dear friend from the OG Times of freshman year, um, Emily Marks, was on the podcast to talk about Oh, you know, I mean, we're talking about everything. JT and Jackson, we're talking about transferring. And now Emily's talking about getting married, you know, growing up before everybody else. Premature adulting, if you will. Um, And this is a moment where, again, a favorite moment because it's people calling me out on my crap. So I had started to mess up in this podcast. And Anna was also in the background of this podcast. Um, And, you know, it was just a funny moment. So here we go. And you – and I told you that I thought you were going to meet the love of your life in this Belize trip and fall in love. I don't know what the heck I told you, Anna, but it's kind of irrelevant.
1: But and Is that exactly what you said? <laughs> didn't I say something bizarre? Like I Emily was going to get like, – You said Emily would meet someone and two weeks later they'd be married. Yeah, that's what you said. You didn't say specifically Belize. Oh. We can pretend you did because that's cooler. I, I feel say, like yeah, I'm making things up story. right now. Sorry. So, yeah, I just said that you... What kind of memories
0: do you have? You're just writing your own story. Monica predicted
2: my whole life. She knew the day I was going to meet Austin. She knew the day I was going to get engaged.
0: She knows the day I'm going to die. Like, she knows it all. Yeah, guys, I'm writing a book about it. It's so hard to know everything, gosh. Um... So basically, I just want to throw that in there that I did predict that Emily was going to fall in love in some capacity in 2018. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. I, I just have so many things to say. One, this was the second time in the podcast that my memories had been completely wrong. So previously, I had said that Austin had told me, Emily's fiance, when he was proposing how he was doing it. And none of that actually happened. But that's how I remembered it. Now, take it back again into the moment of me predicting Emily falling in love in a joking way, and I predicted something that I thought was specific to what actually happened in her life, but really it was not as accurate as I thought it was, Um, which then just turned into Emily and Anna making fun of me and all the things. But, you know, I just love the fact that people on this podcast are my people who totally make fun of me in the most, um, fun and, you know, lighthearted ways. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly frustrating when you mess up on a podcast once, but twice to make this much of a blunder with remembering details of Emily's life. And that's basically what the whole podcast was about. I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, and so, it's nice when people are willing to walk through it with you and not make you feel any more embarrassed than you already are, if you know what I mean. So just funny, funny stuff. So moving on to lucky number seven. Um, this is with Austin. And Austin was a new friend that I had made at Miami. And so literally the week we were all moving out, I said, Hey, when we all move back home, you wanna record a podcast? And I really did not know him that much. Like, barely knew his last name at this point. And so, you know, we FaceTime, and it was the most, it was different than any other interview I'd ever done up until his interview, which was just way more logical and way more, um, I don't know, researched, um, I don't want to say serious, because we had a lot of good laughs, but I don't know, just very purposeful, I would say. It felt like it was done with a lot of purpose. And so this was my favorite moment from the podcast. Um, One, because I think it's good advice, and it's really something that I think I will take with me everywhere I go in terms of leadership and also just a little spice in there.
4: Qualifications or a lack of baloney or just... just (laughs) Tom Fuller, if you ask me, no one's really qualified for anything. Everyone's kind of winging it, if you didn't already know. Totally. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so th- that's definitely the number one thing on my mind right now. Um, you know, just like how can I how can I take a page out of Ivan Dye's book and look to serve other people, you know, how can I always just be inviting and welcoming to people? That's definitely the number one thing going through my head as we have this conversation right now.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think that's the perfect combination of, like, I don't want to be my friends. I don't want to be exactly what they were because that's not what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, the Dr. Seuss quote that's like, why be everyone else when you are born to stand out? Whatever, that definitely butchered it, but you know what I mean. First thing I love about this interaction is... Austin calling qualifications for leadership tomfoolery. I mean, who does that? That is just totally him. Loved that. Um, And I love the way that he shared about how he wanted to take certain aspects of his really close friends being um, leaders with him as they graduate. Um, He kind of wanted to take all the best parts of his friends and really implement those into his own leadership opportunities as a senior next year. So I just think that's so cool. And I'd never thought about that beforehand of, oh, I've definitely done that subconsciously, is notice really awesome things about people and wanting to bring those certain aspects into my own life and how I interact with others without trying to be that person to a T and just copy their, you know, their person and be them to be like a copy of them. I just thought that was such a cool thought. And I just think that's something I'll remember forever in terms of life and leadership and all the things. So thank you, Austin, for your wisdom. Um so now we're moving on to the number eight podcast in the season. This was called The Accidental Gap Year with Chloe Wright. Chloe is okay, I would equate Chloe and Michael's personality. Michael is a hoot and a holler, so is Chloe. You never know what you're going to get, but you know it's going to be fun. And when I already knew the moment that I wanted to say from Chloe's because I still remember it, even though this was in June. Um, I still remember exactly the moment that was my favorite from her podcast. So let's buckle down and listen to her spit some wisdom on us. Main gist of this is take the risk. Chloe would say... Yes take it go do for it. it it's worth it um if if god is god is calling you to that if it's not the most like, irresponsible choice my, yes my favorite saying that my counselor said is it's a right or a left not a right or a wrong unless it's disobedient yeah so do it if it's not disobedient i love that oh i like that Ooh. not right or wrong right or left i'm gonna get yep. that like tattooed actually tattooed. i'm not but i do like it across your chest <laughs> Loud and proud, sister. If you're gonna do it, go I'm big. Dead, yeah, on my wedding day. Oh my gosh. Yes. Did you see in all of Monica's photos that tattoo on her chest? Amazing. Um, <laughs> oh my um so my makeup ra- for that. I'm just yeah, I guess there is makeup for that, but it's just not the same, okay? Right. Just I feel like I'm speechless with the way that this clip ends, um, about wedding makeup and tattoos, which has no relevance to the actual topic. But I love when people add in a little bit of spice into something that seems really, um, transparent and easy to understand, but I love how Chloe was so, like, it doesn't have, something doesn't always have to be right or wrong. Sometimes there are choices in your life that could be really great if you go one way and also could be really great if you go the other way, and like we said, with the caveat of you're not being a total idiot, um, and so that was really good for me, um, And just, I feel like I've had to make a lot of right or left choices this past year about interning with crew and where I'm going to intern with crew. And it felt like there was supposed to be this right or wrong answer. But man, no, there really wasn't. And I think that those decisions in life are super confusing because of the reason that there's no clear right or wrong. Um, But I think it's really cool that we have the opportunity to choose and that God does give us the opportunity to choose in those situations. And here we go to... Michael Teasley's podcast, um, yeah, I think this is number 10, I believe. Um, I just, man, you guys, if you listen to this, you know this is the podcast that I chose to do in response to, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement happening right now in our country and just the theme of race, um, just the theme of race being really prevalent in our country finally, Um, it's always been prevalent, but in a new way, um, right now. And so having Michael on was no brainer because he is just so amazing and wise and just so patient with me as a white person. And so I could have picked 12 different segments from this conversation because it was just so rich of humor and understanding and, Good explanations. And so let's just dive on in because I don't want to butcher it. Cause it's just great on its own.
3: And one thing that like really hit me is like the power of the, um, the unifying power of the gospel is not in spite of our ethnic uniquenesses. It's because of our ethnic uniquenesses. Yeah. So wow. my, my racial makeup, my ethnicity shouldn't be an image barrier for you to see me as an image bearer, right? You shouldn't have to totally remove that in order to see me like God sees me.
0: Oh my gosh, guys, this is like crazy. Yes. And I don't know why that this is such a hard thing for the church. And I mean, capital C here of God's people, like in the Bible, it literally says all nations, all tribes, all tongues, et cetera, et cetera. So Revelation 7, just in case anybody was like, that's not in the Bible. Yes, it is. There's your reference. Thank you, Michael. The way that Michael talks about the gospel here is just incredible. The fact that he says um, image bearer and barrier and even like plays on those words so well of, let's not get this confused. Where I come from, my um, history, my ethnicity, whatever, is not a barrier for how you are supposed to love me. It's, oh my gosh, I just like cannot wrap my mind around how awesome and wise this statement was and just how God is so purposeful in the Bible with wanting to mention, hey, this is for all people. I love all people. And it was us who made it a different narrative. It was never God. And I I love that he pointed that out so well, so articulate, but also just being hilarious with referencing me and making me feel more of a legit Christian in that moment. So, hey, amazing. Love it. Okay, let's move on into the family sector. So this was um, a podcast with my mom, otherwise known as Jaquie and was kind of picking her brain about dating how it feels different now than it did back when she was dating and I think I love this clip because it's really applicable guys I mean she really was talking about stuff that I think our generation really needs to hear as um, people who are dating I think it would save us a lot of trouble so here we go And I just remember you said multiple times in conversation when I would talk to you about drama and people dating and how when someone went on a date with someone after going on a date with someone else, how that was a lot of drama, okay? And you always replied with, well, what do you mean? Back in the day, he went on a date Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night with a different person. Oh, I don't think I said that. I don't think girls went on, but it's just like when you were starting to. You went out on a couple dates, you weren't committed from the first date. Okay, yeah. That's what was different. Like, you might go out on one weekend with somebody, and the next weekend you might go out with someone else because you weren't... In a relationship. In a relationship. Where I just think this day and age you go out with somebody once and boom, you're in a relationship. Yeah, there is that expectation. Yeah. Or you go, you get asked out on a date with someone and you really think that's the start of something new. Which maybe it is, yeah. But sometimes it's just like a good time with someone they aren't really interested after, and that's okay. But I don't. I feel like a lot of people in my generation don't think that's okay, and you get very hurt because you had all these expectations, right, right, going into it. I just think there is there's a lot of pressure going into this one time, where I mean, I don't know. Maybe somebody's having an off night. They're stressed out about something else that doesn't even have to do with you, or they're distracted. Yeah. It's hard to make a judgment on one date. I agree. Number one thing here. I apologize for unscrewing the cap of the water. I was drinking about 1,400 times in this clip. Like, what the heck? That's just stupid. Why was I doing that? Podcast fail. Anywho. Um, I love the wisdom here. I love that. It's so true, though. Our generation does make such big deals out of of going on dates with someone one time and put so much pressure on the first date, man. And so I love what she said about, hey, maybe they're having a bad day. Hey, maybe this is going on. I think that's so important to not in a way, if it's really obvious that there wasn't a connection or something very rude happened, maybe you kind of weigh that more seriously. But I think, yeah, to think about, okay, this isn't the end all be all. I can give this person the benefit of the doubt whatever i loved the way that she views dating a little bit more relaxed and definitely am bringing that into my own dating life for sure okay on to the next we're hitting it with Ron Toby um and i love this little piece i think it's so tender of him talking about being a dad and mostly just because i think It exposes how awesome of a dad he is. And also, we've never talked like this before. So, we're going to hit it.
4: Yeah, and because you said you were going to ask some questions on this vein of being the dad in the midst of a female wife and three female daughters, um, I pulled something off my wall, so I thought I would read it. In the office. Yeah, it's in my office. Do you want to
0: give the listeners some context?
4: I do. The context is this was a... Birthday or Christmas gift, I can't remember which, from my daughters or my oldest daughter. I don't remember whether it was a combo or just from her. But yeah, her observation was to try to encourage me with recognition of the role Mm -hmm. I play as a man amongst women. And so here's what it says it's a quote from Louisa May Alcott. It says, To outsiders, the five energetic women seemed to rule the house, and so they did in many things. But the quiet scholar sitting among his books was still the head of the family, the household conscience, anchor, and comforter. For to him, the busy, anxious women always turned in troublous times, finding him, in the truest sense, of those sacred words, husband and father. That's well said, and it's very encouraging. It's mm-hmm. overstated, of course, uh, to call me a um, <laughs> scholar, <laughs> anchor, comforter. Um, we don't want to go too far in that because those could be ego-producing, and they wouldn't be fully accurate.
0: But I think that really—that's from um, *Little Women* as well. Yeah, I do think it's very—it very well connects to you. Because you are not someone who needs to shove your opinion in there, not to say you are quiet, I would not give you that, but mm. I do think that you are very much i think you're very good at mastering the i- lo- i would love to share, but I don't share unless I feel like I need to or it would encourage a conversation or it would help, which is something I need to grow in is if there's quiet space, I'm filling it with something ah,
4: with a podcast
0: with a podcast. Mm you know, me though, I'm just a chatterbox. So <laughs> just a special moment, just cause my dad never really talks about himself and what he's good at. And he's just really humble. And so it was really cool to talk about, Hey, these are your giftings. And this is why you are such a good girl dad, um, to four women in the home. Um, so just special and a good reflection of how awesome my dad is and being able to tell him that just cool. Okay, let's move on to probably the most, oh my gosh, chaotic podcast I've ever recorded, but also so good um, with my best friend Sam um, from home. And this moment, I mean, guys, this just encapsulates her to a T um, of how feisty she is, but also just how like black and white she is about a lot of things. Like there's really no gray area for her. And so, I don't want to ruin anything else. Let's just dive into it.
1: Because here's my thing. If I have to whip out a conversation starter, then we aren't compatible.
0: Okay, but Sam, this like, is when you've already agreed to the outing.
1: Yeah, okay, we agree to the outing. What
0: are you going to say? It's, hey, this yeah, actually this didn't is, work out in yes, the first that's minute. that's
1: exactly what I would say.
0: Good grief. I would- <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. Well, watch no. out, people. <laughs> i'm sorry i wouldn't say that on the date or hangout i would oh i wouldn't be like we're five minutes in like let's sit oh this isn't
0: working i'm gonna go
1: but i would just yeah i probably would go after an hour Okay. okay Okay. i'm sorry everyone i'm not trying to be like an hour is different than five minutes yeah but like i would push through for an hour that's generous and that yeah that's what i'm saying though like I could make it work. I'm a giver. When I, <laughs> my time is precious, but if I left and I was like I had to use conversation starters, I would not. Mm. I would not be communicating with that person further.
0: Okay, that's <laughs> fine. But you made it literally sound like, nah, the conversation's not flowing two minutes in. I'm gonna take my coffee to go. Well, Thank kind you. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah, you would do that. Okay, we're gonna. I'm, hey.
1: Okay, I'm just gonna
0: save you from saying something you don't want to say because okay, you know this is unedited shoot,
1: yes, okay, let me just give that a i'm gonna wrap up my thought there that please is, do is in a way that's kind and also truthful, so I'm just saying like if I am meeting up with someone to be like gauging if we would be compatible okay in as a friend or yeah. as, as as a date, and it's not going well like. In the first five minutes, you probably know that. So, why? That's true. Why, like, loiter around or. Okay, well, that's force what. It?
0: That's, I think that's a really good attribute because to Because
1: also, I don't want to, like, lead someone on. Yeah, in friendship or in romance. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, again, you can see that the theme here is chaotic and just a mess of the back and forth of. Yeah, I would just get up in the middle of a date or hang out with somebody and be like, not feeling it, see ya, but I actually wouldn't, but I kind of would. I mean, again, a great example of Sam and I's friendship and banter of, what are you talking about? I'm going to save you. But then Sam wrapped it up really well of just wanting to be honest with people and spare their feelings. But I mean, everyone's mind has got to be like, what are these two girls talking about? I just feel like I was constantly back, like bouncing back and forth between... What is she actually trying to say? Um, But this is just such Sam. Like, she's just a straight shooter. Um, And she cares about people's feelings, but also doesn't want to flatter you, doesn't want to be dishonest. She's just so straight up, and that's one of my favorite things about her. Um, But as a male listening, you're probably like, whoa, that girl, man, I'm a little intimidated to go on a date with her. But hey, she is one of the most kind, hilarious, fun people ever. So... You know, don't let this scare you off, you know. And if you want to go on a date with her, let me know. Okay, wrapping it up. Wow, this went by quick. Wrapping it up with my last podcast um, with my dear friend, Ryan. So everyone, this one's pretty fresh in your minds probably. But this was my favorite part because we got down to the nitty gritty definition of is it flirting or is it caring about people? And he just nails the definition. So here we go
3: like flirting versus like actually caring about someone and like yes. intently intently listening to them um because to me flirting is more along the lines of oh, this, is, this is so hard to put into words but it's like you are intentionally like trying i don't know it's flirting like you just know what flirting is yeah, like flirting is like Go
0: ahead. How, can you like put that in a way? Yeah, words? yeah. Because I see where flirting is like you're intentionally trying to like get that person to like you in a right. way that's more than friends. Like you have an agenda,
3: right? And I think that what goes along with it too is like that that back and forth where there's there's no um, I don't know. It's not like emo- It's not emotionally heavy. It's just it's just like oh we're flirt. We're going back and forth, like joking with each other and like. You know, and you're just like poking at each other a little bit with like little little certain things that you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe you do that, you know. And and then you now she comes back with, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I do, but like you know, you keep going back and forth, <laughs> and then like that becomes like a joke for like the rest of your relationship, you know. But like totally. that's like, a little flirting point, yes. And you can always go back to that. Whereas I feel like like caring about someone and being a friend can be like can be put in that category of flirting because it is a little bit more like intimate. Right. And you're like actually caring and listening about listening to someone, but it's flirting is is so much lighter than like caring or listening and being intentional about like asking someone about their life. Whereas flirting is like, Oh my gosh, like you're cute. Like, dang. And they all go back and forth. Like, "Mm, yeah, you are girl. Like (laughs)
0: get it, work it. Mm." You know, like... <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. Absolutely speechless. I mean, nailed it. I am so passionate about this topic of there's a difference between caring about someone as a friend and really investing in the conversation and them as a person versus flirting. You're just trying to get down to it. Like, I like you. Want you to like me? Let's, let's get this going so that we can be, you know, close. Um... So just, you know, I just loved the way that he was so good about that. Clear, the whole thing, just almost proud of him for doing this. But also I think there's a lot of people out there who are like, you guys are so full of crap. There's no distinction to be made, but I, you know, I, to the day I die, I'm going to say that there is, um, wow, you guys, this has just been the coolest, most fun journey ever. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening to those of you who have been listening since the very beginning. I feel a little emotional talking to you guys. I mean, thank you. You have made me feel like this is a success and something I should keep doing. Um, Moving into the next phase, aka season two, we are looking to make a lot of changes. New graphic, adding an Instagram account, um... Offering the opportunity for you guys to suggest topics to talk about. Offering the opportunity for you to be a part of the podcast, to be interviewed. Um, or ideas for different people to be interviewed. Um, just a lot of cool stuff that's going to be changing and be different. Um, and looking forward to that next chapter. And excited to take you guys along with me. Um, I hope that every time you hear the song Intentions... By Justin, you may think a podcast is gonna come on. Um, because I do catch myself doing that, and it gets weird. I'm gonna say it gets weird. But honestly, from the bottom of my heart, everyone who's been on the podcast, who's listened to it, who's given a compliment, um, just love you, And can't wait to see what's next. And so, yeah, for the last time on season one, over and out. That's